Well, Merry Christmas to you this year. I got to thinking, this is the 33rd time that I have got to stand up in a pulpit on a Sunday on Christmas service and talk about Jesus and the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hey, we want to encourage you guys. We, we need every single person. Give me that awakening book. We need every single person, mother, daughter, husband, wife, everybody, get one of these books. To me, that is a small investment for what God's going to do. How many is believing for extraordinary things during this fast? So we are excited about that. Uh, we're continuing with our series called Travel Light, and we're talking about letting go of some things. We've talked about letting go of stuff, letting go of distractions, letting go of bitterness. Today we're going to talk about letting go of control. How many of you would say there's at least one or many areas that we need to let control of? If you're tempted to lift up the hand of the one next to you, this message might be just for you today, all right? Let's stand to our feet for the reading of the Word. I actually picked out a story this week uh, with, about our, uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 29, it says, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her, an angel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. I want you to see that. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. I like this next part. Confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. What could this mean? Some today, I believe, may have come to church today and maybe you are confused or disturbed. Something's going on in your life right now where you're like, this can't be happening to me. What's up? Not now, really. Man, I never imagined I'd be experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. Maybe you're confused. Man, I got to see change, and I got to see change quick, or I'm not going to make it. Disturbed. I can't handle this. I don't know what I'm going to do, where we're going. Confused. I didn't think at this point in life I would be where I'm at today. Confused and disturbed is what Mary was. Some of you can identify with that. The scripture goes on and says, don't be afraid, Mary. If you're confused or disturbed, the Lord says, don't be afraid. And then insert your name, the angel told her. For you have found favor. Somebody say, I'm favored and highly blessed. You have found favor. You will conceive and give birth. Maybe that's birth to a new thing or a new beginning or something changing for you. You will conceive and give birth to a name and you shall call him Jesus. He will be very glad and he will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked him, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You will be the baby born and he'll be holy. He'll be the Son of God. And Mary responded, this isn't convenient for me. This isn't part of my five-year plan. Uh, this is not in my wedding plans to be pregnant. Man, I wanted some good pictures. Do you know how much I paid for my dress? It's my mother's dress. No, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. 
Think about this. May everything you said come true. I like how the ESV says it. Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. And then uh, they gave the Beatles the great song, Let It Be. Everybody say, Let It Be. Let it be according to your word. I want you to think about this. Disturbed and confused, the angel speaks and says, let it be. I want you to turn, high five somebody, and say, let it be, or sing to them, let it be, before you're seated. Some of you are saying, man, it's the perfect day to be in church. Woo, baby. This is the exact message for my spouse. Hope my mother-in-law is listening today. Ken, I see you back there. I hope my mother-in-law, parents, boy, I hope kids are saying, I hope my parents listen to this message. You know, some say, I'm not controlling. I'm just aggressively helpful. Or, or uh, I, I'm not overly controlling i'm just thoroughly organized i'm helping out i would say some of you are so tight that you make coffee nervous that that, that 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 we are so tight we want to control everything some are like kids where are they where'd they go where'd they hang out who they with what are they doing what is the score in the act where are they going to college when married how many kids are they going to take care of me when it's old when i'm old we wear our spouses out because we want to control. I don't like the way you chew your food, the way you drive. Can't say this. I'm finishing your sentences. Man, I hate what you're dressing today. You really were. You're supposed to wear darks with the ones that are light. You want to wash dishes. And when you vacuum, you have to vacuum just right. You got to make the bed just right. I still think we need three pillows on my bed. But my wife says two pillows on the bed. I keep putting three pillows on the bed. And I wake up and two are underneath the bed. True story. Is she controlling or me controlling? We'll let you be the judge of that. <laughs> I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole. Big life events. This is what I want, and this is the way I want it to happen, and this is how I want it to happen. Then we even are so much in control. We're control freaks where we want to control our image. Man, the, the best avenue, we, we can make people think with social uh, media that we can control the image that we want them to see filtered edited 12 tries to get the perfect family picture doesn't matter we almost divorced and we beat the kids up hashtag blessed family life because we have to control everything could i say this you might want to write this down the more we try to be in control the more we try to be in control the more afraid we are of losing control the more afraid we are losing control, the more we want to be in control. So leave that up just for a minute so people can write that down. But I have a big thought today. It sounds simple, but I think it's very hard to do. It takes faith to live out what I'm going to say. But on the other side of faith, I promise you that we will always see the faithfulness of God who is with us. Here's the big thought. You don't always have to have the power to control. You don't always have to have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. Okay? You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power 
to surrender. In other words, you don't have the power to control to make people do what you want, to make him do what you want, to make the kids behave, your marriage what you want, the job employer, people you're working with, doing it just this way. I want finances this way. Man, we're finally getting them just the way I want them. I want my future lined up like this. I want my friends to be like this. Everyone and everything, I want you functioning like I want it, and I want that now. And I don't think that's asking too much. You don't always have the power to control, but we do have the power to surrender. I want us to think about, man, this story of Mary, it's been jazzing me for about three weeks. I've read this story for years, and I've never seen how powerful, how powerful. I've just sat through the week and say, confused and disturbed. Yet God was with her. She trusted God, and she said, let it be according to your word. I want that to get deep in your spirit today for some of you to feel like that your life is out of control. Okay, in Mary's story, you're like, well, it's easy for Mary. She's an angel, and the, an angel actually talked to her. Man, there's cathedrals and churches and, and, and statues over her. She's the mother of Jesus. How can you compare me to her? Well, I want you to think about this. Mary was an ordinary teenage girl. Listen to me, teenagers. They think... Jake, think about this. They think that Mary was 13, 14, and at the most 15 years old when this happened. She had hopes and dreams and fears. Think about young teenagers. Think about it, man. You have dreams, fears, pressures. Just like any other girl, when she lived, there was a pressure, a big pressure to marry well. To, to because choices were limited and there wasn't travel and there wasn't uh, uh, transportation. There was no e-harmony and Christian Tingle or Facebook. There was, so they had to choose well. You know, what, did I say something wrong? <laughs> yeah, I know. Tingle. <laughs> hey, seriously, you guys think I messed that up. I am just seeing if you're paying attention. I'm serious. Hey, she knew. Come on, girls. Caroline. Hey, did you see this girl worshiping right here? She's leading worship at her college. Isn't that cool? Caroline. Caroline's. Hey, don't tell me you girls don't have your list. Come on, you should. Guys, girls, how many have your list? Few negotiables, non-negotiables, but basics like this. Girls, I'm giving you a list here. Things like this, and I won't tell you who I was thinking about when we made this list, but strong, handsome, charming, a nice donkey, a nice truck, good job, a good listener, bright future, strong hands, but yet a soft heart, close to mom, but I don't want him to be a mama's boy, bold yet humble, decisive yet flexible, well-groomed but not soft, fit but not obsessed with himself, where he's all about himself. Big goals, yet easy going. I feel safe when I'm with them, but yet I'm a little bit dangerous too. Okay? I want someone that can provide a secure future. Leads, but doesn't dominate. Confident and caring. Loves old movies. Walks on the beach. And he'll sit down and watch Netflix with me every night. Okay? <laughs> most of all, most of all, Hey, this is my list. Mary had a list. Most of all, I've got to love God and be a spiritual leader. A man who's a good daddy to my children. This is just a short list, but Mary had dreams. 
She had dreams about meeting Mr. Wright at Bethlehem's Bridge at sunset with a photographer getting that perfect Instagram shot under the Jerusalem Garden Chapel with John the, ba John the Legend singing All of Me. Come on, how many like All of Me? All right, so I just want you to see and even family, I was like, I want two kids, Joey Jr., Mary Ann, me and you and a dog named Blue. I just got some of you older ones like me and just chill on the couch. She had a list. Think about it. We're having fun with that. But all of a sudden, an angel appears to her. We all got our list. We all have the way we want life to be and how we want to size up life. But the angel appeared and said, you're going to be with child. Confused and disturbed. The opposite of what she thought, expected, or dreamed. You know, some of you can identify with that. How many of you were stopping at two kids and you ended up with four? How many of you have wanted one kid and you're finding out you can't even get one? Confused and disturbed. How many said, man, it was a perfect job when I took it. Everything seemed just right. I had no idea that the company would downsize. How about a relational area? Man, when I got married, my dream, what I thought, I never expected I'd be where I'm at today. You know, Pastor Brian, there might be an empty chair at Christmas this year. I never thought about 2019 would be a falling out with a sibling, a child or a neighbor. I didn't know taking care of my parents was going to be so difficult. Man, my dad can't even say my name right anymore. Confused and disturbed, Mary was. My family life, kids are fighting. I grew, I raised them up the best I could, but they're making decisions. It's, I'm seeing it's not good for them. They're running with kids and doing some things I don't think are well and good for them. Confused and disturbed. But here's the thing. Mary didn't know the end of her story. Either do, ne neither do you. Mary does, doesn't know the end of the story. And I want to encourage you and say, neither do you. She didn't know that three decades later that Jesus would be on a cross. That he would die and that God would raise him from the dead. And that 2,000 years ago, countless millions would be followers and Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. She didn't know that. She didn't know that. And you maybe don't know or understand what you're going through now at all. Most of the time, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't always have the power to control. I want to come back to that big thought. We don't always have the power to control, but we always do have the power to surrender. You know, Mary had a choice when the angel of the Lord came to her. She wasn't doubting. She just said, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Uh, she had a choice, and she knew that it was either going to be God, it was either going to be her dreams or God's destiny. She knew that it was either going to be her plans or God's purposes. She knew that she had to choose between me keeping control or God fulfilling a calling he had in my life. You know what I love about Mary? is even though she didn't understand the plan, she trusted God. She trusted God, and the Lord was with her. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, we can't always control 
but we always we always can't always can't control what's happening around us but we do always have the power to surrender to the loving arms of jesus you know brothers and sisters i don't believe there's such a thing as partial surrender to where you either to me you're either surrendered to god or you aren't in fact the reason some of you get ran over in your faith walks is because you're on in the middle of the road the reason some of you get get you, you, you just don't do well with your faith and you're like, man, I'm not too good at this. And this isn't working with me. It's because partial surrender. Partial surrender is no sin, surrender at all. It's like saying, I trust the Lord for the saving of my soul, but I still like to fool around with my girlfriend. I'm not giving that up. I trust the Lord to take care of my past, but I don't know if I trust him with my future. I trust him to have peace for me when I'm hurting, but... You know, I'm a mom or dad, and I just can't trust him yet with my kids. These are my kids here. I, I can't take this. Man, I trust him for my safety, and I trust him to take care of me. But, man, I'm always worried about my money. Are you all with me? There's no such thing as partial surrender. You know, when I try to figure out uh, with partial surrender, I say, what is my desire to control? What is it about me needing to control? What's that rooted in? I mean, what, what is that that's, that, that gets me that way? What's it, when I look at the different areas of my life and the things that I want to control, I realize it's a lack of trust and it's a lack of faith in God for me. I can admit that. And I think it'll help you if you admit that too. The reason we want to control is really it's a lack of feeling like God isn't going to be able to take care of it. And, and that and it's a lack of, the more I find myself trying to control, the more I overestimate my ability to control. And the more I underestimate the power and the goodness of God that wants to come to me. I want to say that again. The more I find myself trying to control, the more I overestimate my ability to control. And the more I underestimate the power of God's goodness and help to me. Are you all with me on that? But Jesus says something that's dramatically opposed to culture in the scripture in Matthew 10 39 Jesus says this he says Jesus says if you cling to your life in other words if you try to be in control of everything and cling to everything you're actually going to lose it but if you give up your life or you surrender your life to Jesus Jesus says that's where you really find it you know to truly follow Jesus we got to truly surrender our our control and to truly trust God and be able to say everybody say it with me let it be everybody say that let it be I trust you I trust you're in control let it be the thing is surrendering control guys it's not a one-time decision how many know it's not you will surrender control today on things but then it's hitting, your, hitting you in your face when you get in the car, when you head home, and when you get to tomorrow. So it's a continual surrender. But here's the point of the sermon that I want to start turning around and picking us up. I want you to write this down. In total surrender, when we totally surrender, remember we don't have the power to control everything, but we do have the power to surrender. Now listen, when we totally surrender... That's when we get to see the faithfulness of God. Now, I'm getting ready to take you through some things in Scripture. And if you're like me, you've read these things your whole life. And you wouldn't have, have thought of these things. 
But when we look at Mary's surrender, here's what's interesting. Listen to this. Every time, every time that Mary chose to surrender something, she would see the evidence and she would see the faithfulness of God. With me? Every time that she said, man, I'm a virgin. Try to tell Joseph. Yeah, right. I'm pregnant. I'm a virgin. Go up to Joseph and say, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be honest with you. He's going to be like, hey, I saw you getting sweet with Jonathan. Or I, I, I saw you. I saw that. But, and, but, but the moment she was like, man, I got to deal with that. When she surrendered that power to control that situation, guess what happened? An angel went and talked to Joseph and said, hey, what Mary's going to tell you, it's truth. Believe it. It did happen the way she's going to say it. So the minute, man, can you, how many would say, I want to control that if I was pregnant and dating someone, trying to get him convinced no funny business was going on? God took care of that then you have parents and then you have your 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 community and people oh man people are whispering oh yeah mary i saw her donkey over at his house two mornings in a row wonder what they were doing (laughs) pregnant by the holy you know the minute mary said i can't control that i can't control that i can't I, I, can't, I can't convince. I can't control. I can't do anything about that. The minute she did that, she, and the minute she trusted God, and the minute she knew that the Lord was with her, and the minute that she knew that she could say, let it be, I trust you in your word. The Holy Spirit went to her relatives. The minute she released control, the Holy Spirit went to her relatives and spoke to them and said, this is of God. I'm telling you, when we release control, we get to see God's faithfulness. Think about Mary giving birth. Think about her giving birth. Think about that. Oh, yeah, Mary, she's nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey, can't find a Holiday Inn or a Motel 6. There's no rooms. It's not ideal. But again, Mary trusts God. She knows she can't control that situation. So what did God do? He provided a stall. He provided a cave. Yeah, it was next to farm animals, and it wasn't ideal. And then shepherds show up, and oh yeah, they just start showing up and worshiping him. Is that not the miraculous? The minute that we give up control and we trust God, he provides a way, and then shepherds came and encouraged her, God is with you. Are y'all with me? And then the next thing, you know, don't don't believe that the don't believe the Christmas story where wise men bring gifts to Jesus and it happened the same week that he was married. Um, it didn't happen that quickly. Okay, there was a time plan in between that. But in in that in that story, when Herod the king heard about this king, or about Jesus. He sent out a decree that to kill everybody under two years old. Hey, this wasn't, hey, go send these wise men because I want to come and worship too. That was a lie. He wanted the wise men to find him so he could kill Christ the child. So Mary and Joseph are now just 
had this stable, and they now trusted God with that. They were now on the run to Egypt. How many know it costs money to get somewhere? Where are you going to stay? What's it going to cost? How are we going to do this? Man, Lord, you said all this is happening. I'm out of control now. What's going on here? We can't do this. But Mary knew she was, that God was with her, and she trusted God, and she said, let it be according to your word. Wise men found her. Wise men found her. And brothers and sisters, they gave them gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Plenty of stash, plenty of money for the journey. Guys, the minute we give up control is when we see the faithfulness of God. Think about Jesus missing. Think about Jesus missing at the age of, of, of 12. And how many ever lost a kid? Anybody ever lost a kid? I remember me and Carmen lost Caitlin one time. And we lost Jordan. Have we, we probably lost them all at one point or another. We were not the best parents in the world. Huh? They're all alive today. That's true. Uh, Jesus comes up missing. They're panicking. Mary's like, ah, no reason to panic. I know who this is. I know what God's called him to do. No panic. She just trusted the Lord, surrendered it to him. And what they do? They found Jesus teaching adults at the temple. Guys, fast forward to, to Jesus in Gethsemane. Fast forward to Easter with Jesus in the garden, and he's agonizing. He knows what's getting ready to happen, and it's so intense that he cries out to God in prayer, and capillaries are busting, and blood's coming down his face. He cries out and says, Daddy, Father, if there's any other way that you could remove this cup, the cup of suffering that's coming to me, remove it. How many knows that scripture? I want to tell you something real interesting to you to me this response was the very same greek you know the new testament written in greek only twice in the new testament the words of greek that mary said that which you have spoken unto me that when she said that which you have spoken to me let it be according to your word these are the very same words in the greek when Jesus was agonizing in Gethsemane, great drops of blood coming down his head, and he said, God, that which you're asking it, me to do, Jesus said, let it be as you have spoken. Very same thing. Then at the cross, then at the cross, Mary's looking up at him, and I want you to think about it, moms. That's your son. That, that's your boy up there. I can imagine if that was Luke with people spitting on him. I mean, I see, I see Carmen, I see psycho Carmen come out when you mess with her boys, okay? But her mom's there, her mom's there, looking up, seeing people spit on him, cursing him. She wanted to take control of the situation. And Jesus could have called legions of angels to just come in and wipe them out if he wanted to. But what did Jesus do? He surrendered, and he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Let it be. Let it be. And he surrendered to God's will, and he just happened to wake up three days later from an empty tomb. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, you don't always have the power to control your situation, but you always have the power 
to surrender. You always do. And when we surrender, when we realize, when we can get to a place where we realize that God is with us and that his best interest, that our best interests are his best interests and even more. God cares about you and cares about your family and cares about your livelihood more than you do and more than the people around you. When we get to that point where we can say, Lord, don't understand why I'm a virgin pregnant. Don't understand why I'm in a stable. Don't understand why I'm running from, from, from uh, a, a wicked king. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why is this happening? Does this have to happen now? When we can get to that place where we say, let it be. And I trust you. And I know God is with me. And God is good to his word. He's good to his word. I believe that. I want to ask you, what are you trying to control? What are you trying to control that God wants you to surrender? I can't force anything, but I want to create an opportunity or a space today where God can do something real in you. Um, when you guys, everybody grab your inserts. Everybody grab your inserts. Notice that your insert is perforated today to where you can tear it off. Okay? Everybody have an insert? If you don't, lift up your hand and an usher will get you one. Ushers are moving quickly. More than just Damaris. We got all kinds of people running. Keep your hands up till you get it. But you have a, a place on your insert. If there's a burden on your heart, something that's left you confused. Something that's left you confused and disturbed. I don't know what it might be. Maybe I've said something today. I, I prayed that I would say something that could stir something in people's mind and hearts, whether it's a relationship, a marriage, a child. Maybe it's a bad diagnosis. You know, I found out mom called and said dad may lose his toe with diabetes. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe something where, man, I don't understand that. I mean, I mean. I don't want to go down that road, but I could be, man, my dad gave his whole life to God. He's given it, you know, you can make all kinds. Maybe it's a, a bad diagnosis. Maybe it's a financial weight, a fear, something that's happened. Whatever it is, I want you to write it down. There's pens around, but I want you to write it down. And in a moment, we're going to worship God with our giving. We're going to worship God with our giving. And what we're going to do is we're going to give him something else today. It's not going to be our money that we're going to give him, but we're going to give him something else today. The Bible says, humble yourselves. Everybody say, give up control. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And I love this. And at the right time, at the right time, he will lift you up. And guys, keep in mind that Peter wrote this, 1 Peter 5, 7. Peter wrote, he will lift you up. And I still say the reason Peter can write, he will lift you up, is because Peter is the one that got out of the boat and walked on the water. And when there were waves and winds and waters hitting him, he knows what it's like for Jesus to reach down his hand and lift him up. I believe that's why he wrote it again in 1 Peter. Give all your worries and your cares to God. Because he cares about you. I want you to close your eyes and listen to this scripture. I want you to hear it from the Lord Jesus today.
saying, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying a heavy load. And I will give you some rest today. Take my yoke, take my way upon me. And let me put it on you and learn something from me today. Because when you follow me, I am gentle and humble. And you will find rest walking with me. For the, the yoke that I give you or the life Jesus says that I will give you, it's easy. And the load that I will give you is light. It's light. I want you to think about what you're going to write down today. You don't always have the power to control But you can surrender. And I promise you today that God can do more with your surrender than all the effort and everything that you're trying to do. I trust me on that one. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would do what only you can do. God, I pray that you'd work in the hearts of the people. Lord, I, know, I pray you'd show them how much you love them. Show them, God, show them, God, that you're with them, that you're good, and that you're here. Lord, we know that on the other side of faith, that we will see the faithfulness of you, God. As we're praying today, I don't want anybody looking around, but how many would say, I have something to surrender today? How many would say, God, help me to surrender this person, this situation, that concern, that burden, whatever it is, help me to surrender that. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. What is it that you want to give? I want you to take that piece of paper. And right now, in a moment of faith, I want you to lift it up. Lift it up. Slip your piece of paper up. All over this room. Slip it up. Slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. Take a moment of faith and slip it up. Lift it up in the air. Lift it up in the air. And say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I give this to you. I cast my care. I cast my burden. I cast my concern. I cast this worry. I give it to you today. I give it to you. Lord, I, I've been confused. I've been disturbed. I've been upset. I don't understand. I don't know why. But today, like Mary, I say let it be. And I believe in your character. And I believe in your word. And I believe in your faithfulness to me. That you will cause this to work for my good. And Lord, today, I lift up my faith. And I look for the faithfulness of God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The one that's creating and working out my life for his good pleasure. In Jesus' name, I release this to you. I release this to you right now in Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet today. Let's stand to our feet today. Hallelujah.